Hey all, Matthew Donald here. So, good news. That Walking with Dinosaurs episode I've been threatening to do for the last few months, but haven't been able to get around to it thanks to technical issues, shenanigans involving work, personal life stuff, and some good old-fashioned procrastination. Well, guess what? Not only... Is it finally available right now on the Patreon at patreon.com slash MatthewDonald? But so are two other episodes available right now, Walking with Beasts and Walking with Monsters. We do the whole Walking with trilogy. Three bonus episodes right there. And since I'm very behind on these bonus episodes, there's also going to be a fourth bonus episode later this month about the Dinoverse books by Scott Simpson. These middle grade books about junior high kids that get their minds trapped in the bodies of dinosaurs. It's very weird. A girl falls in love with an acrocanthosaurus. Yeah, that that's weird. If you want to hear some of that nonsense, go to the Patreon at patreon.com slash MatthewDonald. Link is in the description. Have a good day. Roar. Growl. Snarl. Bellow. Welcome to Paleobites, the podcast that, like the oldest fossils, has hit rock bottom. My name is Matthew Donald. Each week I a rotating series of guest co-hosts talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. And once more, this is a bite-sized episode, so only about 10 minutes or so. Originally it was like 5 minutes, the last one ended up being 10 minutes. Let's say 5 to 10 minutes. And joining me once more in this bite-sized episode, and once more over the phone, just like the last bite-sized episode, is Stephen Currow. How are you? I'm good, reporting live from TeslaCon, Puebla, Mexico. Yeah, that's cool. Wait, we said TeslaCon? No, no. <laughs> I was TeslaCon. Te- yeah, the, yeah, the name of... Yeah, yeah, that's the Aztec name. It's just I heard TeslaCon. I got really excited because I... You know, my... Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. My roommate is a Tesla fan. Uh, uh, and by Tesla, I mean Nikola, not... Yeah, not not the car, yeah. that's It's a shame that the car has been tainted by... Because, uh, like, it is a good car. I, my dad has one. I just try to remind myself that it wasn't actually built by Elon. It was built by a bunch of engineers he hired. So... Right, right, right. But, yeah. So... Speaking of futuristic vehicles, we are talking... Well, not vehicles, I guess. Uh, speak with, like... You know what's a futuristic vehicle? The Millennium Falcon. And do you know who drives the Millennium Falcon? Or drives is the right word. I don't know if that's the right word. Pilots the Millennium Falcon. None, none other than Han Solo and his buddy Chewie. Yes, and later on Ray, and and at one point Lando. So it's it's gone through a few pilots, but we're talking about one in particular. And you're like, but wait a minute, Matt. I thought this was a paleontological podcast. And it was. It is. It still is. I don't know why I said it was. It still is. <laughs> Because it turns out, because paleontologists are nerds, there is a trilobite literally called Han Solo. Genus Han, species Solo. (laughs) You told me this, and I I just couldn't help but trouble. This is just fantastic. Well, and believe it or not, like, there's a a reason for it, a a quote-unquote justification for it beyond the name. So it was found in China, uh, which, of course, we'll talk about like later on was, like, location China. But it refers to the Han Chinese, the largest ethnic group in China. So, specific epithet solo refers to the fact that it's the youngest fossil found that date of this family of trilobites, of agnostid trilobites. Cersei was the last surviving member of that family, so it was the lone Chinese trilobite is what Han Solo means. (laughs) Ah, excellent. Well, you know, in, in the movie Solo, he gets the name. Solo because he has no people. Right, right. Which I know some people are like, eh, but I'm like, ah, whatever. (laughs) I thought it was cool. And it fits with the trilobite as well. I approve. 
my favorite part of that movie is when they get the Millennium Falcon and Han's like, I got a good feeling about this. It's like a... <laughs> Right, right. It's subverting the usual, say. That's the twist on his, his famous line, right? Right. 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 <laughs> uh, so the, the the person who published the paper on this, Samuel Turvey, he stayed elsewhere. He named it after Han Solo because some friends of his dared him to name a species after a Star Wars character. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so he finally found a way. <laughs> apparently this is not the only unusual scientific uh, name made by Turvey. And this, as in the same paper, he named a new species of another trilobite, Geronostis. Waldorf Statlery, which yes, that's the named after the my favorite Muppet characters, Statler and Waldorf, the the, the critics who heckle everyone. <laughs> you know those two Muppets? I love those Muppets. I love that guy. This guy's my one of my favorite paleontologists now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this guy sta- yes. Samuel Turvey is like Naming things after Han Solo and those people, they're like, eh, wake me when the show starts. It's starting. Eh, wake me when it's over. That character sure is going places. Boy, I'd like to go places too. Like out of this theater. <laughs> 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 Right. Anyways. So, this trial bite. What uh, time period are we talking about? All right. Uh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it in a second. So type is an agnostic trial bite, a group of trial bites whose back parts, or pigidums, are similar in size and shape to their front parts, or cephalons, making them look oddly symmetrical front to back, kind of like uh, like uh, those cells that are just about to undergo mitosis. Uh, you know those? Uh, you know those kind of double-sided cells things? It may not look like much, but it's got it where it counts, kid, you know? <laughs> so... <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Size two inches so, less five centimeters long. Well no I mean no, I mean it just looks like that, but so. Well, yes, it was a bad joke. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear the joke. It's hard for me to hear you because 'cause you're on the phone far away in Mexico, so <laughs> transmission, whatever. <laughs> but but I'm sure it was a great joke, so <laughs> if, if I had heard it properly, I would probably be laughing uproariously, but uh, diet carnivore. Uh, some fossils found within other species imply that it was a parasite, leeching on the insides of other animals. Eesh, and I thought they spelled bad on the outside. <laughs> 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 so, so since you've been asking, time, early Ordovician, 470 to 465 million years ago, a long time ago, location China, in a sea far, far away. <laughs> so, so this creature made the part the Kessel Run 450 million years ago. Basically, yes. It's like less than 450. Yeah, it's like it's the only one to have made the Kessel, which is a trench, I'm assuming, somewhere in Pantholosa Sea. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, described in 2005, the same year that Revenge of the Sith came out. Uh, pop culture appearances, other than Star Wars, I doubt anything very much, but never tell me the odds, I say. <laughs> no. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, so I just, it's, there's, again, this is a bite-sized episode because there's not much to talk about. It's just a little um, cell-looking trilobite that, like, looks like a double-headed thing. The only picture I can find of it looks like a doodle, and I'm really hoping I don't have to use this picture as the main picture of the creature, but I think I'm crap out of luck. <laughs> so, you could try to sketch one yourself. I guess I could. <laughs> Bleh! I don't want to do any effort for this show. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's not true. I do so much effort for this show. It's actually crazy sometimes. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so it was, it's called Han Solo because it's like the last surviving member of its group of trial bites. Oh my god, there's so many different types of trial bites. Every time I think trial bites, I think there's only like, like how, how much variety can there be? The answer is so much variety. Trial bites are a class in the phylum of Arthropoda. They're their own class. <laughs> there's so many of them. They're so literally, oh my gosh. So many different shapes, so many different sizes. Right. And they're really creepy. Yeah. <laughs> None of them are a bunch, I think the biggest one you can really get is like the size of a dinner plate. Like, no, they're not any huge ones like some of the sea scorpions or the whatever, but. Right. But still. Okay. Um, I uh, cannot see this uh, doodle that you're talking about, so on a scale of one to ten, how creepy is this? Is this particular trial device? Uh, on a scale of one to ten, uh, is how about negative two? <laughs> it's like it's it oh, looks kind of creepy at all. No, it looks. I mean, okay, maybe maybe that's a bit harsh. Maybe like one point five because some it has it kind of looks a bit like an ant. Maybe I don't know in this picture, but it's also yellow in this picture, so it's also very cartoony. Okay. So I don't know what's going on here. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> no, I've definitely seen creepier trilobites. Ones that look like big millipedes or like ones that like. Look like big roly polies, yeah. or some of them are kind of spiny. Yeah. yeah. Have you heard of a house centipede? Uh, no. Uh, if you want to have nightmares, look it up. <laughs> Imagine a centipede <laughs> with legs like a daddy long legs. <laughs> oh dear God. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But. It's a child of bite. We'll see it in hell. Yeah, exactly. They'll see it in hell. It may not look like it much, but it's got it where it counts, kids. So, like. <laughs> I already used that quote, I know, but I'm right now. I mean, like, I'm not sure how else to use this. Like, what, what do you want to say? We love this trial bite. It knows. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Oh, man. What are, God, what is. When they, when they named that, when you named the trial bite, it was a great shot. One in a million. Yes, yes, indeed. It's like it's only in it for the money. No, that doesn't work. It shot first. It shot its antenna first. Okay, there we go. Okay, so. <laughs> Except in some edited versions of the Ordovician where the other creep We're really stretching here. Let's rate it one out of sixty five million and <laughs> I mean, rate it like 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 maybe one. One in a million. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna <laughs> Right, 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 right. So uh, I will say Okay. I'm going to say twelve, not because I'm scoring low, but because Han Solo um did the castle run in 12 parsecs rounding down. Okay, cool. So 12 <laughs> as in just 12 or 12 million? M million. <laughs> <laughs> 12 million. But yeah, not 12 million, but usually, but that's not a low score. Usually I give a high score. Well, I mean, there's not really much to say other than the, this this creature, which has a cool name and also is named the same who is fans of the Muppets. <laughs> I can't wait to see, like, you know, he did Star Wars did Muppets what is he, is he gonna name something after um there was I don't know there was a crossover like back in like the late 70s I saw I saw a clip of an old clip of the Muppet show this is before Disney owned I think either of them where um <laughs> Luke Skywalker got met the Muppets and it was Mark Hamill so ah, so yeah there we go I know you I know Yoda made an appearance once or twice. Well, I mean, Yoda is Frank Oz, who is Master Muppeteer, because Frank Oz is also the voice of Miss Piggy. <laughs> exactly. So, the Muppets and Star Wars have a cherished and long history together. <laughs> so, 
including through this this paleontology because paleontology brings the world together all right well that's it for this week if you want to get a hold of the show and contact me at paleopitespodcast at gmail.com at paleopitespod on twitter and paleopitespodcast on instagram uh, where can they find you Stephen? you can find me at S-T-E-P-H-E-M-C-E-U-R-R-O dot com sounds great you can find access to um uh, my short stories and poems and other things that I have written and um, I have two novels that will be published eventually one of which has dinosaurs so yeah yes one of these days come hell or high water uh, it, may, it may be a long shot but never tell you the odds right <laughs> never absolutely not <laughs> right yeah uh, if, if those if those publishers don't accept them you can tell that slime piece of worm headed filth that he's that he's never gonna mess with us. That right? Is that what the is that the quote that he says to Jabba? Like, <laughs> look, just tell Jabba I've got the books. Yes, you'll, you'll give him the money. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man! All right, <laughs> that's it for this week. As I say at the end of every episode of Paleo Bites, Yahoo or whatever it is that he says, like in that. And I'll just say, may the force be with you. <laughs> Does he say that? No, he says it once, doesn't it? He does say it once to Luke, but he's feeling slightly guilty. Right, okay. So, because normally he doesn't believe in the Force. He's like, it's nothing compared to the good blaster at your side. So, like... Right. L- later, he comes to believe it a little bit. But for the most part, he's like, oh, the Force? Are you kidding me? I call it luck. Well, I mean, later on, he does say that that's not how the Force works. So, he... in Force Awakens, so he must know, yeah, yeah, yeah. know a thing or two about it. But, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's that's what he says. They say the other episode of Paleo Bites. Oh, oh, falls down the plate by being stabbed by Kylo Ren. Uh, bye.